Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I am your host, Lydia Sin. I am a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, and I am passionate about living a frugal, debt-free life. And each week, I like to show you how in a very real and honest way, because real life doesn't always fit inside of a cash envelope. So this is a place to have discussions, to laugh at our past mistakes, and to learn about money. Today, I'm going to share with you how my husband got me to budget. This is a question that I get frequently. How do I get my spouse on board? Well, my spouse was the one who had to get me on board. So there's that. I'm going to tell that story. Also, welcome to season three. I took a very long break. Thank you for your patience with me. Season three is going to be loaded with 10 brand new episodes And because I am trying to update my equipment, I have a Patreon. So if you have been looking for more of this podcast, I will leave a link in the show notes to the Patreon where you can join and you get two, at least two bonus episodes a month. There are some free printables and resources and it'll be a fun community. So if you're interested in that, check it out. But without further ado, let's just jump into the episode. So let's talk about how my husband got me on board to budget. So um, I am Lydia, and I spend too much money frequently. Even now that I'm out of debt, I still have to check myself on a regular basis because otherwise I will be broke and not have money for things that really matter because I see the shiny object in front of me, and I care more about that than the shinier object in the future, which is retirement, and so I've had to completely rewire the way my brain thinks about money. My husband is a saver, and he's a nerd, and he is very cute and sweet, and just very much the opposite of me in every way. So I am a mean spender, and he is a nice saver, and he had to get me on board with budgeting. So a question that I get frequently is, how do I get my husband on board? And I think that's so funny because I had he had to get me on board. And so I think that I can offer you a perspective from someone who was reluctant and did not want to be bossed around with money. So... Yeah. So a few years ago, before we had kids, my husband said, Hey, I heard Dave Ramsey on the radio. Have you listened to him? I was like that. No, no, that doesn't sound like something I want to do. No. And he said, but we could get out of debt. You know, we let's combine our checking accounts and get on a budget. Mm, No, thank you. That sounds horrible. Don't want to do that. No. And he didn't bring it up again. And then um, we, I got pregnant, and then I was in a wreck, and I was a wreck, and I wanted to stay home with my baby. Actually, a few things happened. So the first thing that happened was we went on vacation before I got pregnant, like a year before I got pregnant. And we paid cash for that vacation and had money left over in our budget. And that was like our first taste of, oh, you can spend your money the way you want and still have fun and not go crazy. Okay, cool. Then we, I got pregnant and my insurance at the time was awful. It was awful. And my birth with insurance was $11,000. And I said, well, I got to save up money for this. And so for the entirety of my pregnancy, I hoarded cash, even though I was only making $11 an hour, I was able to figure it all out and in eight months time save 11 I actually ended up being eight thousand dollars 
because um, I got a 20% discount for paying cash. That's a weird flex, right? Like, like I saved money paying my astronomical hospital bill and I'm, y'all, that birth was considered cheap. If you go on TikTok, there's this whole trend where people talk to you about how much their baby costs, their baby that was in the hospital, and there are women who have had multiples who have been in NICU and it literally cost them millions of dollars. Anyway, that was a tangent. I was in a wreck when I was 24 weeks pregnant and I was walking with a cane and I was crying because I was afraid something was gonna happen to my baby and I loved my job as a news reporter but I had to work all of the time and there was a sudden switch that flipped and I wanted to stay at home and my husband showed me the numbers and said that is in no way possible because of the amount of debt we are in. Now, God provided for us in that my husband got a fantastic job. We were able to move closer to my family and he was going to be paid what both of our salaries were. And we decided to take that opportunity and pay off our debt. But how did he get me on board? Number one was he sat down and showed me the numbers. This is where we are and this is what's going to happen if we don't change our ways, like the ghost of Christmas future. And then this is what can happen if we do. If we work together and get on a budget, this is how quickly we can pay our debt off. So number one was he showed me the actual numbers. Number two, he asked me what I wanted. What do you want? And I said, I want to be able to stay at home. And he's like, okay, well, if that's what you want, this is what we have to do. The third thing he did was lead by example. So he um, is a really good saver and he was saving money. Keep in mind, we did not have joint accounts at the time. And he showed me like while you were pregnant, I, he knew I was saving up money for the birth, but he didn't say anything because he was saving up money so that he could take time off once our baby was born. It could take up to six weeks, but he wouldn't be paid for any of that time. And so he ended up taking two weeks off. And during that time, he went on a job interview. In a completely different job situation now. He has gotten paid to take time off when our babies were born, like one or two weeks at a time. We have good insurance, like it's like night and day, but it cracks me up that he works so hard to save that money to take time off and then he went on a job interview. Oh, it's like poetic justice. Another thing was we daydreamed together. Like we would just sit and talk about what we wanted in the future. We would set some goals together. He also spoke to me very respectfully. He asked my opinion, he asked my input. He, when we were budgeting, he would, um, you know, give his and her money, you know, money for him to spend and money for me to spend. And sometimes he would give me more. When we were making our budget, we would give each other money to spend, you know, cause we would make the budget together. And sometimes he would allot a little bit more for me to spend. And that was without question. Like I could just spend this money. He didn't ask me what I bought. And if I bought something dumb, he didn't judge me. He didn't bring up past money mistakes that I had made. He didn't bring up failures. When I would overspend or fall off the wagon, he was very gentle and kind with me. He treated me like a partner. Adults do stupid stuff sometimes and we don't hold it over each other's heads, right? My husband does stupid stuff sometimes and I don't hold it over his head. Um, I did have someone say that my husband would never outlive taking out student loans, because I talk about that, how he took out student loans to get through college and we paid them off together. I don't view that as you took out student loans and you took out more than you should. It is a part of our story. He took out student loans more than he probably should have taken out. I pushed us into buying a home we couldn't afford. 
And that's also something I've been very open about. And we ended up having to short sell. We made mistakes. We own those mistakes. We don't act like they don't ha didn't happen. But I'm not angry at my husband. It's just a part of our story that I have used to hopefully help other people. But you can acknowledge these ugly parts and then not be shameful. When we were refining, when we were buying this house, I was very reluctant because I wanted to buy this house, but I was afraid of making those same mistakes and I had a lot of fear surrounding it. And my husband had to remind me this is a different situation. And what happened years ago has already happened and we can't undo it. The thing about finance and marriage is that it is a partnership. It is you working together to meet one goal. And even now, um, the thing is, my husband knew, and I realize that not everyone has the same marriage that we do, and that there are some of you whose spouses are lording money over you or being dishonest when it comes to money, and that's a situation that you have to address in therapy. That's not something that a stranger on the internet is going to help you solve. A lot of times when there are issues with money in a marriage, it is not about money. It is about something far, far bigger. And that is something that absolutely has to be addressed for the health of your marriage. But something that Jason and I have discussed is that we're for each other. I want to see my family succeed. He wants to see our family succeed. We're not knowingly going to do something that's going to cause our family to hurt financially. We may make mistakes. We may make bad investments. We may do things that have a bad outcome unintentionally because that's part of being a human. But part of loving someone is acknowledging their mistakes, forgiving them, and helping them move forward. It's not dictating to the other person, well, this is how it's going to be, this is what we're going to do, and let that be the end of it because that will not work. That's only going to lead to hurt feelings and upset. Marriage isn't easy. Finances aren't always easy. There's no golden ticket tip that's going to completely solve all your marital problems and all your financial problems. But I hope that these tips have helped you. I will also say, and this is in regards to any marriage relationship tip, be careful who you confide in and who you take advice from. Because not everyone has your best interest at heart when it comes to these things. And we need to be careful when we're having issues, financial or otherwise within our marriage, who we confide in, who we talk to about it. Because as my mom used to say, there's more than one way to be unfaithful. And when we walk around talking negatively about our spouse behind their back, sharing intimate details of our relationships, finance or otherwise, with people, that can have a damaging effect. Okay, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. I do. And thank you to everyone who has left a review wherever it is you are listening. If you wouldn't mind leaving a review, that is how people find the podcast. Also, you can connect with me. I am Lydia Sin on YouTube. I have a blog, frugaldebtfreelife.com. I'm on Instagram as Lydia Sin. So you can find me at any one of those places. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you and I'll talk to you soon.